0: Oh yeah. Yes, what? It's been like two weeks. Yeah, my workload is getting crazy, so we're gonna have to do this once every two weeks. Yeah, but my next guest coming up, yo, know, I'm very I yo know, I'm very thrilled to say that I'm a friend to this next guest, that I've known this guest for 20 plus years. I've got to witness her personal and professional growth. From MTV to NBC. I mean, it, it's amazing. We talk about everything from, you know, I remember when I first met her, she was a dancer. You know, she was a, you know, not that kind of dancer. Get your head out the gutter. But she was trying to do a thing. And then she was editing videos. Then she just moved on and on and on. This is, this episode here is about true determination and persistence. Having a focus and knowing that you're ready to get something done. As we continue on and on and on and on in our powerful women series so let's get into it. Introducing my next guest, Francesca Flores Clark.
1: Hola,
2: como están usted?
0: It's
2: a game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> me... What's up? Yo, I know I, I, I can make you laugh <laughs> with this. Right? I'm over here yeah. faking. <laughs> what's
2: up? Hey,
1: what's up? I just, just catching up.
2: I know, man. I yeah. feel like I haven't seen you in like... Man, long.
1: <laughs> you know, and and you know what? And that's a and, and right from there is a, is a good point to start at because you know right before I was calling you I was thinking I was like, man, I've known Francesca for like like twenty years, and I got to yeah. see you, right? And I got to see you get get started, all the way up into where you are now, and I think it's absolutely amazing. As I, yeah, I, like, thank I, you. yeah and, you know, and uh, that's what I wanted to kind of talk to you about, like when when we met. I think it was like I wanna say ninety seven, ninety eight. I think definitely, Because no, yeah.
2: Yeah. I felt like you were still were you still in college? Like I felt like you were yep. I don't know.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, right. I was yep, I was going to the I was going to Dubry and um, you know, I was still making I mean I I went to DeVry by by mistake because they said that they offered music engineering and I was doing some other kind of uh electronic engineering. So the thing was I was still doing shows and pursuing music, and then that's how we met. We met at a, a music event. Yeah, it was.
2: it was. I forgot what what's the name of the spot, but it was, like, on 20-something. Damn, I forgot that spot.
1: Yeah, and it was, yeah, I, I forgot the name of the event, and it was, but I was with some of my friends who was, you know, trying to make the rounds in music, and it was ill how we kind of met because I like, yo, if, you know, when I go to a place, if the music is right, there's something that I, I just can't help but dance. If, like, if the music is right, I'm going to dance. And um, right. when, so 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 when we met, we kind of met. That's how we met on the dance floor. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. Oh my god, I remember that. Yeah,
1: yeah it's it's bugged out because it, you know it's, a, it's a, it was a like a networking showcase type of event. So I remember. I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday because it wasn't really um. What am I trying to say? There wasn't really anybody dancing, which I also like that, too. I like when the music's good and nobody's dancing, because then it's like, okay, I got the whole floor. I don't have to bump into nobody or anything. But it was that crazy. Exactly. You, what was crazy about it is that I think you were one of the only other few people that was dancing. <laughs> yeah,
2: but, like, it wasn't that many people, exactly, because I remember I was with Evan, and Evan does not dance at all. And, like, I don't know. We just kind of just, you know, back in the day, I was kind of like... You know, very outgoing. I mean, I'm still like that, but, you know, just out there. And I was like, that's it. I'm dancing, you know, talking to everybody. Yeah. Yes. I was just
1: I mean, and it's kind of ill because, you know, like, with those, those type of events, everybody is so, like, I don't know, about businesses. Like, oh, I'm there to network. I'm there to do this. I'm there to. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's kind of that attitude. It's like, hey, what's your name and what do you do? Type of attitude. Right. And, and it, you know, and it's like, you know, I mean, uh, here it is. It's like, you know, we weren't going, I mean, I was going there for music things, but who knew the music was right. The, I mean, the music must have been right for you too, obviously, because like I said, we met dancing and then, uh, then, you know, and then 20 years later, like like I could say, I know you and I got to see, I got to see you move from, because at that time, I also remember um later on, as I got to know you, you were trying to be, weren't you trying to be a dancer or something like
2: that? Yeah, so I used to like dance, yeah, I used to be like a dancer. Dance. And I used to go, to, like, we used to do like little shows here and there, and like we used to like, do like, I would go to practice all the time, but like, it just really did, I would go to auditions and stuff, so it didn't really get any, I didn't really go anywhere, so like, I kind of was like, you know what, let me fix her.
1: <laughs> but I'm
2: really, but like not that I wasn't good at dancing, but I wasn't like professional, you know what I mean. So it was like I wasn't obviously getting those callbacks. So I kind of just was like, let me focus on what I really want to do, which was really like TV and film. And but then I was kind of like, I'm sorry, Go work. No,
1: But but what made you what made you feel like um. Dancing was something you do. Is it, like, just a bunch of your homegirls from where you're at? Like, what, what started that whole thing? It had to start with Yeah,
2: it was, like, me and my homegirl. Like, she was into dancing. I was into dancing. And we were just, like, we were just confident enough to be, like, yo, you know what? I said, let's go to these auditions. And we would go to these auditions and, like, just and she was also in the dance group with me. And then, you know, it was just kind of, like, It was just kind of like a passion. Like, it was like a form of expression for me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, So, I kind of just was doing it, just, you know, because I've I've always loved that whole entertainment thing. Like, but I guess for me, like, it wasn't really like I wanted to, like, be famous, but kind of, I guess, known in a way. But, like, not for, like, for a talent. You know what I'm saying? Not for, oh, she's known for this, but, like, for a talent. You wanted to be known for your skills. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I really didn't take, go anywhere. So I kind of just focused on school, and I finished, and I got that little internship at MCV, and then, you know. But you're skipping, you're skipping, you're skipping.
1: See, I don't want to rush. Like, I've known you long enough, and I got to, like I said, watch (laughs) it. Like, I don't want to skip anything, because I think it's... yeah, yeah, like yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true, that's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, look, look, you, okay, because I even remember showing up to some of your dance rehearsals sometimes. Yeah. I would show up, mm-hmm. yeah, and at that point, you were also, I remember uh sometimes I would go to the dance rehearsal and you were like, you had to have, well, you said that you had to have original music or something. I don't know if you remember, you said something about original music, I don't know why. But I think it's mm-hmm. maybe because you already knew some, some dudes because then that was the other thing. Like then you started introducing me to different producers and stuff like that. But you Dang. guys, yeah, you guys had a thing where when you were doing your little dance routine, you would um, uh, you know, you would say, "Hey, I need I need to get original music." And then you had sometimes you would have these beats from these producers. How did that come about? Mm-hmm. You were getting this music.
2: I actually met those dudes, and I think it was also, I met them at a networking event, and somehow we kind of connected, and they were, like, producers, and they were actually all right, like, back in the day, like, I mean, so back in the day, I guess, they were, you know, they were one thing, and they were also, I feel like, they. Were, I think they were connected with, because um, they were from East Orange, I think it was, and like, isn't White from there, or, like, where is White Crest from?
1: Uh, yeah, I think East Orange.
2: So, like, that area, and they were, like, Haitian, so they kind of, they were, like, connected somehow to them, and, you know, they were, they were, like, they were good, so they also hooked me up with that dance crew that I was in. So, that's how, because his, the, 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 like, choreographer of the dance crew was boys with these guys, with the producers. Okay. And then, somehow, like, we just kind of started working together because I said, oh, I don't, I also know someone who does music, and, you know, it's like networking. <laughs> and,
1: we, and we're talking about, I guess you're talking about the Beat Boys. You're talking about Taiwan D, right? You're talking yeah. about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're,
2: you're,
1: yeah and th- I was, like, one of the first records. I mean, the actual vinyl that I pressed up was one of their songs. But even them, you had um, them, and then, like, I mean, I don't know. You had your hands, like, in a network, of, because, you know, there would be times, like, and this is where I wanted to talk. I didn't want to skip because, yo, there was even a time that you'd been trying to manage me, managing me at once. I don't know if you yeah, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, you that and crazy. Then, <laughs> yeah. And and Yeah. And, and it was like, yo, I, was, I remember meeting a producer in, I think, Harlem, uh, another producer in Hackensack. Yo, we, we, you taking me around. Oh, yeah. The, you know, the producer, the
2: one you met at Hackensack. um... That was my boy Jeff, and He passed away. Like, it's going to be, yeah. Oh, my God. Today makes, wow, today's the 12th? That's crazy. Today, it makes three years today that he passed away.
1: Wow. How did he pass?
2: They shot him, man. He got murdered.
1: Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, and he was really good. Yes, oh my God, I do remember taking you over there to Jeff's yeah.
1: house. And like, he—he's mm-hmm. he's the one I got. I, I, yo, and that's a, a song that I still perform to this day. I mean, I've been performing the last four or five years. But High Life is the beat that I got from him. It was a big. It was yeah. a big record. Yeah. Man, that's yo.
2: crazy. My God, like you're yeah, taking this- me way back to like. Yeah, I remember. I remember trying to do that. I mean, I've seen the same way you say you've seen me like bro. I've seen you, grow. Like, yeah, when I met you, you were going by six. Remember that? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like
1: a, a, a childhood name. That was a towel. Yeah.
2: Name. So, I mean, definitely I've seen you progress. And I remember your brother was also, like, managing you, too. And, like, remember when we that, I think it was like an open mic or something, and we both got mad at you. I don't know what you did. You were like... It was like for, oh, oh my god, what was his name? Was it for like I, 105? It was it like was for a radio it, station, right?
1: It was at, are you talking about
2: at I think it was.
1: I, I, I thought it was Ralph McDaniel.
2: Ralph Mc... yeah, well, that's what it was.
1: Why? Hold on, why did you guys get mad at me though?
2: Because you were, we were like, oh, like we were picking you up the whole time, and I remember like, yo, and then like the dude, when he like, um, introduced you. He was like picking you up, and then I don't know if it was the time when you were like singing something or like rapping, like and like the song you weren't feeling, and you were just kind of like, yeah, that's it, I'm not. like whatever. Like you kind of stopped singing, <laughs> or you kind of stopped performing, and we were like, yo. And you know what? And you're
1: saying that, and you're you're saying that, and I had to learn. I had to learn a valuable lesson. I'm recording, right Wait, Do you know if the
2: um, two R came?
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't even know the buses, yeah. I don't even know the bus. Yep. Um, but, you, you know, I learned something valuable about that day. That's something that sticks with me at Nell's because it was with uh, my friend Dan. He was a guitar player. And he's a rock guitar mm-hmm. player, but his rhythm, he's a great guitar player, but he wasn't, I mean, I, I would say that he wasn't following the rhythm. If I talked to my uncle, my uncle said, you never blame the musician. You just say the music isn't right. And you guys both at it right as far as I couldn't stop performing anyways. And, and I have another sister-in-law. She used to tell me the same thing because I got frustrated. That was something that I had to, Grow into, and it took a long time yeah. that if I got frustrated, like I would do, I mean, I remember getting booed in New York one time, and I was ready to throw the mic at somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that was right. definitely, yeah, that was definitely something that I, um, I had to learn. But, um, yeah, but that, it, it, it didn't even stop there. Like I said, Kendi and, uh, Tywo, the Beat Boys, that had Love and Lust record. Um, mm-hmm. what, what's my man's name that you said this past? Jeff, I, what's his name? Jeff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah. It was
2: like up, I forgot his thing. I think it was like up top, up top, or like, no, something with an F. Oh my God, I forgot. I have like a t shirt that I like, I can't think of the name right now, but yes. Oh, um, I can't Jeff. That. Yeah, and, man. And then highlights. And then
1: I remember, like I said, you had him go to the to Harlem. Then we went to some studio. I cannot remember what studio it was, but we went to some studio. And it was, no, we met, man, we met mad people, yo, we met mad people, and it's so crazy, because it was in a time, you're funny, it's funny, because you were, like, uh, singing and dancing, I mean, singing and rapping, and I was, I was kind of doing both, this is, like, now that, great, you know, and it was, like, not a thing that yeah. you were supposed to do, you know? No,
2: absolutely, like, you were doing it way before they were doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you so true.
1: And we met those one guys, I remember we met those one guys, um, Damn, and they had me sing inside of a stairwell that you introduced me to. It was a whole group of brothers or something like that. And they were like, um, yeah, you could rap or whatever, but we like how you sing more. And they wanted me to work with them, mm. and I was like... Like, I don't know, you brought me to a lot of opportunities that I sometimes I was just like, ah, whatever. I don't want to... like, ah. You know what I'm saying? I, I guess I was kind of being like, uh, just like being on that stage, big-headed or whatever. like really Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so... But, uh, yeah. Yeah,
2: I do remember all that. That's crazy, man. <laughs> but, so I bring
1: all that up. I bring all that up, and it's probably more and more and more. I could probably go on and on about that stuff. But what made you go from, uh, the dancing to saying, hey, I'm a manager? Like, yo, like, where did that come from?
2: For me, I think for you, I felt like, it's really, crazy. like, I really, I still do. Well. Like, I really, like, I don't know. I just felt like you just had that, like, if factor, I also was like hanging out with Evan who he was also managing artists and he was like an entertainment lawyer so he really like showed me like the morale I guess of hard work or you know, like how to like and like I don't know, I just felt like I'm like I just felt like okay, like if other people are going like and also with the people that I saw like the networking. I was also like remember I was to work at the Force magazine. So yeah. like you know, I was meeting a lot of people so I felt like okay, this is a good way of introducing you to like connection, you know because I feel like that's all it's really all about networking and all about connection. So I felt like I don't know, I just felt like we had that well I had that um that little niche, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's of
2: funny. I really believe. I really believe in like your, 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 like your craft. Like I really, I still do. <laughs> you know, so cool. believe in it. Like it's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I remember you saying that too. I remember you like calling me and saying that too. It's like, yo, I'm working at the stores. You need to send me something right away. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
2: because I mean, they used to have. Remember, like a freestyle Fridays or like a like. It was, like, something in their in magazine, and then we used to, we were doing it, because that's when digital really started coming out. We were working for the com, and they were, like, doing something. I think it was, like, every Friday. Like, new artists are, like, upcoming artists, and, like, they would get, like, featured. Yeah. It was something yeah. like that, yeah.
1: Uh, yo, you, I I remember going to auditions. Man, I hated that shit. Like, we had to stand a long-ass line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I remember you calling me for, uh, I think it was, like, I think it was the original make, making of a band. You're like, You should go in audition. I think you even did it for America Idol. I'm like, I ain't doing that shit. So when America
2: yes. I oh my <laughs> god, I did do it. Remember I went? <laughs> yeah,
1: I like, Yo, it's mad. It's I still mad did
2: dumb. it. I stood there and I freaking did it. Like look, it probably sounded crazy as hell but I still did it. Yo,
1: <laughs> well, So but then, so oh then did did you did you, did you did you try to at that point? Because after a while we didn't we didn't take it any further. It's like, okay, you moved on. I mean, I moved on, and then you moved on. But, like, did you try managing again? I
2: did. One other person, that was India. Remember her? Yeah. But she was, like, that was really difficult because he we was first, and then it just came to the point where, like, we would, like, argue. You know, she wasn't really with it. She didn't want to hear what I had to say. You know, like, it was like... A lot of bits went back and forth, and like, I at, at the time she wasn't really ready to take it to the next level, and she had, she was super talented. And yes, um, even Evan was working with her too, and like, he, he like, he, what's his name? Bachwiler? Is that his name? He's a producer, right? Yep. She was like yep. at a studio one day, and he came, and he was like there, and he was like really killing her. But like, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna talk bad about anyone in town anybody but like you know I feel like at the time she was not ready to be to do that she was just not her her focus wasn't and I was like I'm not gonna look that. I'm gonna waste my time so and then it was like I was getting into too many things like we were hanging out too much like and then like we would get like I was like I remember hanging out with like the Sugar Hill gang and like it just got to a point where I was like you know what I can't do this anymore I was like at that point I mean I was like 12 or And I was like you know what I don't know what to go to school and then that led you to that that led you to go back to- yeah so
1: where did and you go to I,
2: to? I went to Bergen Community College and I took my two years like I literally be working full time and then going to school full time to like pay for my school and then you know, I just wanted to finish that. So I finished like in a year and a half. I got my two year degree and then um, honestly then I interned at, uh, at MTV when um, when I was at Bergen and when I was graduating, they, they just hired me. There was a physician, they hired me and I was supposed to go back to the new school like to continue my education, get my bachelor's whatever but I never did because um, oh, sorry, I'm cooking. I never did because they hired me and I was like, listen, I'm going to just stay here. And everything that I'm doing now is just hands on. Like, Everything is, you learn everything. I learned everything there. So,
1: so, what, so what, what, uh, the internship, was that something that the school set up? Or is that, like, I mean, at that, up to that point, you were doing mad networking already. So, was it, Part of your network that you got the MTV internship, or was it through the school?
2: So basically, I went to the counselor and I was like, "This, and I want to internship." I told them I was like, "I want to internship at MTV." I was like, "All right, wow. you have to not only go to MTV, you have to like go to other interviews." So they sent me to like MTV and to MSNBC, right? And I actually right. ended up interning at MSNBC, but wow. then MTV didn't take me. PH one did, and then what happened was that internship was finishing. And then I was like, damn, I need another internship because now I was like, I interned at BH1. My, my, the last semester I was gonna graduate. I was like, listen, I need another internship because you know, like I heard it, like that's word of mouth, like you know, like they'll probably hire you after your internship. So I knew someone that worked. Well, no, I didn't know someone. My ex-boyfriend's twin brother had a friend that worked at at TRL. And I reached out to her and I said, hey, um, I'm looking for an internship. What can I do? You know, who do I reach out to? So she put me on that internship. Her name is Gerard Cook. And um, she put me on, and then I got the internship at MTV. And then after that internship, then they hired me.
1: What were you doing and for the internship? She,
2: so I worked for TRL. For, for, for MTV internship. I worked for, for TRL. We did a lot of, like, research. We worked um, with the studio, with, like, the producers. We, like, rolled out, like, you know, like, the cards, when, like, the cue cards of, like, the host of the guest. We, um, we like, let in, we, like, worked with the talent, making sure that they were like, their green room set up. Whenever props needed to be taken, we worked with the audience. So we did everything that a freaking, like, industry does. Running up and down, you know, dealing with everything. But I learned a lot there.
1: Man, you thought you had, I mean, you, the internship sounded fun, actually.
2: Yeah, it was mad fun. It was super fun. And I was like, you know, I was kind of like, oh, this is this is definitely what I want to do. And then it just led to, but I always, see, that was production, but I always wanted to do editing. Kind uh, of like uh, production, right? Okay. So I was fun. And, you know, I did, then they hired me. I was like a, a production assistant. So I was able to, like, travel, go to, like, to spend breaks. You Know Cancun, wow. like do a bunch what of what is stuff. that for, for then, show? Is that for show? No, that was for show, yeah. At MTV. And then,
1: like,
2: I was like, after those kind of like few shows that I did, I was like, you know what? I really don't like production, I really want to do editing. So, what I said, the next lady that hired me, I was like, look, I really want to do assistant editing because. When you're a production assistant over there, they throw you into everything. So you have to be, like, the production assistant. You have to be the assistant editor. Like, so you're doing everything, organizing everything for the producers, the associate producers, the executives. So, like, they and they put me into, like, doing assistant editing work. And I told them, I was, like, listen, I don't want to do production. I just want to do assistant editing. And then they were, like, all right, fine, next project, boom, that that was my title. And then from there, I just went from assistant editing to, like, post-production production coordinator to, like, post-production, supervisor. So I kind of went from, like, at a creative role to, like, a managerial role, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, I kind of stayed in that managerial role, but you're still doing technical stuff, but you're not being so creative because you're not really literally editing. You're dealing with the editors, and you're dealing with, like, the assistant editors, and you're dealing with, like, creatives, but you're not actually sitting down and editing. Although I edit at home my own stuff, but, like, what I do now at NBC is not editing. It's post-production supervising. So, so what? I was client.
1: Huh? No, I was going to say, so, I mean, you getting to the point where you're at now, I mean, this is not, like, this is not you waiting for something to happen to you. Like, okay, and MTV saying, hey, we're going to put you here put you there. Like, you have, you're you in a position where, like, I'm doing all this stuff, and you kind of figured out what direction you want to go, and you basically are, you know, you know where you want for the spot to to help you get to where you need to be, versus somebody just putting you in a position.
2: Right, exactly. I I like I also talked, though, Like I was like I said, like I'm not gonna just. a lot of people were like, oh well, you know, I'm just gonna be here. Because I was like, nah, I'm just gonna, you know, I was like, I'm gonna just hustle, <laughs> and I'm gonna just be like, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna get in, but I'm gonna also let them know like this is what I want to do, and it just happened to be that I really got lucky that they were like, okay, saying, you know what, we do need this position so there you go. And then I just started looking for, like, those positions of like post-production. Like, I wouldn't even look for production. I'd mean, like, hey, do you know uh, assistant editor John Hunter? Like, you know, and then I kind of spring, like, I was with my dad at UT also, because it's in the Viacom family. So I was there for a while um, doing assistant editing work, too. So, I mean, and it's also, like, the people that work with me, like I said, it's all about connections. Like, you they'll call you, they'll be like, hey, Francesca, there's this gig are you available for these months i'm like yeah good you know and then i had my daughter so then that was like a little i had to like stop working for a little bit but i was able to like kind of come back to it so that's good too were,
1: were you nervous like we are having when you had your daughter were you nervous that because it's not i remember yeah. you were going from yeah you were going from i guess it's almost like the shows are like contract, right six months here nine months here or whatever. Right, it wasn't something like
2: that
1: because
2: I remember there was yeah. a point you were in, in between shows. hmm so Yeah, about when definitely. You... When I was in between shows, I would do stuff outside of MTV. So like, I worked on like a little documentary for Showtime, or I would do like little production house where I would just be like a digitizer, which means like just digitizing a bunch of footage for like docs or like organizing like assistant editing work for like organizing like. A bunch of like media for different shows. So I would kind of just look around, or people would just be like, hey, this is available. if you want to do it? And I was like, yes, I'll just do it just so I can, you know, get that set.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yo, you know, it's so crazy because it's like you, in order for people, in order for people to reach out to you like that, you really got to be good at what you do. It's like a musician, you know what I'm saying? If he plays in a band and he's like, a, he's Mark Anthony's trumpet player, like a, we we had him in the studio before when I used to work at Ricardo studio, and, and his trumpet player was like, you know, he plays with Mark Anthony, but then when he comes home, he's still got, you know, he's like making phone calls or he's receiving phone calls to do work. And it sounds like, like you might've been working at MTV, but, and the show's over, but after that, you got to get back on your hustle. It's not like a regular job. You got to get, and either somebody's calling you, hey, right. can you do this, can you do that? Or you got to go out and find the food yourself.
2: Exactly. You have to hustle. There's no way, like a freelancer's life, is not easy it's like you hustling and bustling but you have to also prepare yourself so like if i knew that like i was like gonna not be out of work for like in a month i would start already looking you know what i mean and start already asking people and then you know i I would kind of just put myself out there like okay in a month i'm going to be available if you have anything you know hit me up or i would just start applying for jobs and it's really hard to apply for jobs online because it's so competitive, and, like, kind of like, they don't know you, you're not, like, getting in. That's how I got in and like, because of word of mouth, because I know somebody there. Not because I have <laughs> You know? Right. Um, so, well, really well, competitive.
1: But now, on the management standpoint, are it's not freelancing anymore, I would take it, right? That's, a, like, more of a permanent position.
2: So it's really permanence, which is freelance, but it's almost like permanent. Like it's like permanence, which I call. It. So I've been there for seven years, and I'm not staff, but I have all the benefits for like as a staff employee. So I get a 401k, I get my benefits, I get my you know vacation, I get everything that everything that like you know um, health insurance or whatever. Um, everything that a, a staff person gets, I I get which I kind of rather not do fast in a way because, like, layoffs, they, they lay off the staff before first before they lay off the freelancers. Oh, okay. Wow.
1: Yeah. I just, so,
2: I mean, and it's cool. I'm the only girl female on my team. And, like, so the, the dudes are really cool with me. Like, we're kind of like a little family, and it's cool. Does, does <laughs> it happen
1: as if... Does it have its advantages? You being the only girl, like do you usually get you get usually get your way because you're the only girl?
2: I mean, not really, not. Nah. Like I feel like we all kind of treat each other accordingly. <laughs> um, I feel like on the other hand, it has its disadvantages where, some of my colleague is a male and he gets more money than I do, so it's kind of like a disadvantage for me um, because. And I don't know if that's because I'm a female. I mean, he's only been there for, like, a year or longer than I have, but we do the same exact work. And this is something that, like, I'm going to really speak up about to my boss because I'm like, listen, I, I honestly feel like I can I can get a raise. I can go somewhere else. And I'm not saying that I don't make good money because, you know, they pay me well, but I could, I feel like I can go another place and get more money. I could get what he's getting paid. So he's almost getting paid like about $15,000 more than I did. Wow.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, you yeah, think that so has something to do with
2: being a female? I do think. I really honestly wow. do. Because we, we do the same exact, the same exact work. So, um, and I feel like maybe he's more, um, not that he's more confident. He's more, I guess, he just kind of has been there longer and I guess, You know, maybe they feel like he, and he's also fat, though, so that's the thing. So I don't know. I was actually thinking about, like, asking my boss about that and bringing that up, because, like, it's been bothering me for the last couple months, actually. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's, it's my fault. No, like, this happens also, like, with other positions in my, like, department, so, like, and other post coordinators, right? Not post supervisors. So this kind of like in the same little department. So this one girl got a got a bump up, like a, a promotion, and this other dude got a promotion too and they were giving him more money than the girl and the girl was there longer and we were like wait what's happening so like they is this whole mm-hmm. thing. I'm not trying to make a diff- like a big deal about it but yeah it does happen and it is a proven fact that like it is specific to say that especially Latina women get paid less than the average white male and that's just basically what it is so you know, I've been thinking about going to my boss and asking him for a raise. They gave me a raise two years ago, so i feel like, I'm, I can do that now.
1: So you think it's, it's it's like two things. It's being not only a woman, but a woman of color that has its own challenge in in this specific industry.
2: Yeah. So, like, especially at NBC, the good, I think, is this. They, they like me there because I'm Latina and because, honestly, I feel like they need a Latina. So I'm in the meeting, Universal, and I'm literally looking around. I'm the only girl, woman of color, and, you know, I'm kind of, like, I stand out, you know? So And I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, my God, there's not other Latinas here. There's no other black girls here. I am the only one. There's t- and there's two more black guys. That's it. Wow. <laughs> so wow. it's kind of, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, Awkward.
1: You guys are the urban department.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but there is nothing really like that there. It's just not. It's it's not. You go to MTV on the other hand, and you know, you see a bunch of them. I'm not saying that there's not black people that work at MTV, but where I work, I am the only Latina. (laughs) Wow. And there's other one other girl, but she's like half white. Yeah, she doesn't look like a Latina. If you know what I mean, like she's Latina, but she can talk for. A oh, white girl. Okay. But I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me. I feel like sometimes that also has an advantage. You know, they can't really fire me or they, like they kind of need me for like, their demographics, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but you don't look at you. I don't know if it's a good way to look at it like that. I don't know, because you're in, to me, the level that I've watched you achieve. It's like, you know, if you keep going and you speak up, speak up the same way that you're speaking. Yeah. You speak up to how you want to do because you're breaking down a, a barrier. I mean, you might not even be looking looking at it like that, but you're breaking it down for somebody else to follow. And I was going to ask you about that, too, when, when you were saying that you went out for the internship. Like, what is that required? Because there will be a college student, you know, that will listen and have to go for an internship. And now you're on the other side of the spectrum where you might look for an intern. And what would you yeah. look for? You know what I'm saying and, and, and whether it be a male or a female of color that, that comes in there like, yo, you're breaking down a you're 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 breaking down a wall for somebody else to follow. It might be, you know, somebody that's twenty years old right now.
2: hmm Um, absolutely and, and that's so true. And I I actually meet people like interns, um, for some reason like, you know, you see someone of color in the building, you say what's up? Or like we kinda of start talking about hair like you know, and, like, there have been girls who have reached out to me and said, hey, you know, but I'm looking into trying to do production. Can I get your email, blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, it's spooky, you know, and I'm always down for that. I mean, like, someone definitely has to be, like, a go-getter. They have to have, like, an it factor. So, like, they have to be hardworking. They have to, like, you know, be motivated. They have to be a self-starter. Like, they have to make sure that they want this and that, like, as anybody else because it is so competitive that, like, you have to prove yourself mm. and show your skill. You know what? Show what you got. Like, I I'm, I have a different personality. I work differently than my 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 colleagues work. Like, there's one dude that I work with that he's very, like, kind of micromanaging I'm just kind of like, all right, this is what we have to do. This is what we're going to do. All right, I'm not going to flip out over, like, if something gets messed up. I'm going to just be like, all right, we'll figure it out. I don't, like, get crazy or you know I kind of have to keep my composure there I do have my little Francesca you know attitude at times but that's all right people know that that's who I am and it's not like I'm being disrespectful it's just like things are just going to get done the way they should be done and like you know just everyone has their like um what's that word I'm looking for like their flavor, you know what I mean. You bring some, what you have to bring something to the table, and like there was a quote that um I read the other day that it was like when the heart, what is it like? I have to like read it again, but it's something like. Hold on, I gotta. Okay. So it's really, really, it's so true. What the, what the? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. So the quote goes: Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Oh, yeah. And that's basically what it is. Like, you just have to work hard. And as oh, long yeah. as you're working hard, people see that. And you're good. You know? And, like, you can just build from there. Because if you working hard, then you're not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, or, or at least, or at least if, you, if you give the appearance of working hard. Because you can work smart. I don't necessarily agree. I, you know, I agree with the statement, but then I don't agree with it. Like, yeah, you know, if somebody with talent that's not putting, willing to put in the work is just going to sit on the side. It's going to be a waste of talent. But also, nice. too, I've, I've seen where people, I've seen in my own family, I've seen around me where somebody has worked tremendously hard and with, mm-hmm. little, to no, with little to nothing to show for. So, I, I you know, the hard work I comes into play. Yeah, yeah. But there has to be some intelligence. There has to be some strategy. There has to yeah. be some... You know, you, you, you can be a hard ass, just a hard ass worker and never get your just do. And that's why I said it's like, I find it interesting that you, you, you got the internship and you said, Hey, I want to, and from the internship, it spawned into where you're at now. And like, you knew a position that you wanted to be in and you were willing to ask for it because you could have just sat there and just worked hard. And then they could have kind of right. dictated, yeah, they could have dictated your future for you. You, you might right. not be where you're at now. You might be, you know, something else that you're like, I, Exactly. I you know what I'm saying? So working smart too, hard, yeah, yeah, working hard, but also you know, like showing that you're intelligent and that you have a you have a plan. And again, like by you being like that, you're showing that you're a true leader. And by being a true leader, like I'm saying, you're breaking down the door. You're breaking down the door for somebody else. Right. You
2: know, and that's, and that's I mean, if I could do that, that's that's great. You know what I mean? Like, it's wonderful. You know, and like for me, like right now, like I. I feel like I've done, I enough, and now I want to do my own thing. You know what I mean? Like my 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 goal and my mission is to like really do documentary stuff, documentary documentary films that I put out with. So I created. I don't know if I told you, I created that Apache Digital LLC, which is right. my own like business, right? So, I and mean, the reason why I created it was because I wanted to do a documentary on my art who is a heroin addict, and, like, she's been suffering for for years for this, this addiction. So I've always wanted to do a film on, on this because I feel like it's, it's, it hits home for me, you know? And her is just crazy, and I just, you know, I just want to start doing that. So I was like, you know what? One day I was like, Francesca, you just have to do it. Like, right? there's no, like, start thinking about it or whatever. Let me just, I'm going to just do it. So I created the LC So now. I'm just focusing on that. I made a plan. I have an outline. I have to like start, like you know, interviewing her. I have to like try to try to figure out how I'm going to do this because obviously it takes time, money, and energy to right. create this. So, so my plan is to um, continue the you know working, working at the same time trying to do this on the side, but hire all women. Wow. wow. That can okay. help me as well. So, like, women producers, women editors, women shooters. So, like, everything, like, my team is going to be built on women because I feel like that's so important. Wow. And okay. that's really what I want to do. And that's, that's my main goal right now. Like, right now, you know, I'm glad I have a job. It pays the bills. But I'm really focusing now on trying to make that other vision that I have come to reality. So will so
1: will well well, well I, will you uh, with Apache Digital will it only be focused on documentaries or like you're gonna get no? to just video all all together?
2: So basically, what I would want to do is just really focus on on just the produ- post production side of things, like editing and like. But I would hire other people to go like. So it's just basically being creating content and and being like, but focusing mostly on post-production. But see, like, that's why I haven't really figured it out yet. So I was like, let me try to figure one thing out and try to make this an (laughs) adventure or try to start it. And then I want to see what I have and what I can do. For example, um, my girl... And his sister had their own brand and they wanted me to shoot a video on, you know, to, on their content, right? On their brand because they're trying to brand out and they have this own business and they're trying to like make it happen, right? So my husband Eric, he's a shooter, so he's helping me with this. So my, my part contribution will be obviously editing and then his part would be the, you know, the production side. Yeah. And I'm doing, yeah, so I'm doing that because I don't want to have to pay him. And this is my first um, my first gig through Patrick Digital. So it's really mostly editing, but I'm still doing everything, I guess. Or not really, I'm not doing everything, but I'm kind of outsourcing people to help right. me with what I'm doing. You, you know, and
1: the guy, when you mentioned Eric, there's another, that's another part of history that's intertwined. Because I remember you meeting Eric, and Eric was—I mean, I guess you made met him at work, right? Because he was basically doing the same same thing. I Mm -hmm. mean, he a few more years ahead of you doing it, or like, how did that work out? How did how did you he he, he meet?
2: So we went. There was like a outing for like after work or whatever, and it was like I forgot what what restaurant it was at, but we were there. We were kind of we met, and like I wasn't really. I'm paying attention to everything with you. So we met. We hung out. He was nice, cool, whatever. The next day, I see him in my building. And I'm like, oh, shit, sure, what's up? I was about to go to your building because MTV had two buildings at the time, 1633 Broadway and 1515 Broadway. Um, 1633, it's not no longer there. So I was like, oh, I don't want to go to your building. I have to go pick up painting or whatever, right? So I don't know. I guess he just liked me or whatever. And then he kind of hollered. Started dating, and then you know, one thing led to another, and then we ended up getting married and having kids. But he also was very um, influential and motivating for my career because he was always supportive. And he was like, and I feel like also he was kind of turned down by the fact that I wasn't like, oh, I want to be a producer because I guess a lot of females that's what they want to do. And I was like, no, nah, my thing is editing, so he was kind mm-hmm. of like, oh. Interesting. Oh, there's not a lot of female editors. And there's still not really a lot of female editors, if you think about it. I mean, now more than before, but, like, back then in, like, 2000, whatever, 2002 or 2003, there wasn't really. So I guess that kind of, like, so when he would be like, oh, come to, I'm editing this thing, come to the building, and you could, like, help me edit it. So I kind of, like, he kind of helped me with the hands-on as far as learning, editing. He would give me equipment. He would give me, like, the software Nice. So it was really influential, yeah. And like he helped yeah.
1: me with that. And I remember years later, it's like I mean, this is a little bit afterwards, but I remember still keeping in contact with Eric and then uh he actually did some footage for me when I uh I did like one of the I think like the third time or second time that I opened up a Wu thing. He ended up showing us so it, he was he he's oh, been doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, Yes, I said oh, it's that's like right. <laughs> and the,
2: Oh and my god, cute. I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, it just keeps interweaving, you know. It is, it's bugged out. It's, um, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, I mean, I should write a book. Yeah,
2: you
1: <laughs> it's should. A, it's a lot of, lot of people, man. You a lot have of,
2: bad stuff that you can write about. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Of, but you know what I was going to ask
1: you, and you know, and it's crazy because you're somebody else too that I, I want to interview. I met, um, and this is I think in your M T V before you made the transition. And I want to talk to you about the transition into NBC. But before that, mm-hmm. I met um you even though you weren't managing me, you you uh you still were like, Oh, come here, meet this person and uh that's how I met uh Nicole from Indigi. And this is right when she Yeah. She, yeah,
2: Daniel? she started Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. She's there. She's
2: at NBC too still.
1: Okay, I thought she was just only doing her own thing. Okay, so she's working at NBC too and doing so her she, own thing.
2: So she's doing her own thing. I literally just saw her in um in December, and it was like a networking party, and we were like, "Oh, what's up? How are you?" Blah blah, blah. and then she was like, "Hey, um, she still has her library that she actually has <coughs> that NBC uses." Yeah, so
1: I'm one of the songwriters. I'm one. I haven't landed anything yet, but I'm one of the. I'm. she picked me up.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. So, well, I remember you guys talking or whatever, but, like, so she was like, you know, of course she's trying to do business, and she's like, Francesca, she knows that I'm, like, a post-supervisor. I deal with, like, music and telling the editors what libraries they can and not use. So she was like, you know, make sure that you tell your editors. So I have, I don't know if they've ever, if they really have used any of the other music, but we do a lot of crime shows, so, like, I don't really know. I, I checked some of her stuff out, and it was... Decent, um, but I don't know. She didn't really have that much stuff. Okay. But um, she did. It's not that we didn't have stuff on there. She did. But I don't know. I don't think we've used any of her stuff as of yet. But, yeah, that's crazy. She, so she's doing her own thing, but then I think she also worked for Today Show. Yeah, but, you know, what's so crazy
1: about it is that I remember – <laughs> like I said, you called me. It's like, yo, you need to come to the city, come to this bar. I don't remember what I was doing at the time. Maybe I was an intern. I don't remember. But um, I remember meeting even Nicole right at the beginning, her, her conception of the thing. She gave me the card. And yeah. Like all these, uh-huh. So just, yeah, it's like, again, you know, when, you know, you guys are working in these fields. And and like I said, I don't even know if you realize it or not, you're breaking down doors because, like, she set up her own company to, you know, yeah. it's, it's, and it's amazing. So you know, I I, I mean
2: yeah, I find she has really- a lot of songs actually I don't know how many songs but she she has a decent library I just don't we have not used any of her stuff yet but I feel like the reason why is because my the editors they have like a specific library that they use because we use this we have do so many crime shows that so we're constantly using the same type of music so, so like the, the, when we're haven't?
1: Uh, I have a question about that too. So like, like with the library, like when you guys are placing songs in, it has to come from a library. You can't be like, hey, I like this song, I think this will fit into here. It has to be in like it has to be sourced from the library, not individually. It has
2: to be sourced. Unfortunately, it has to be sourced from. A frequency is called frequency, and those songs have to be. It could be a. It could be another library. So let's say you have like Nicole. You have music is in, in Nicole's library, right? I forgot what it's called. What is it called again?
1: Uh, in Music.
2: Yeah. So in that, right? So then we're we're clear to use that. So my team, like Peacock Productions, can use that any of the music that's in there. So whatever music, let's say you have in there, we can use your music. But we have to use music from that library so it's like a it's a really it's a website basically you go it's called frequency and in frequency there's like a bunch of libraries and you choose whichever libraries you know or whatever songs as long as they're clear to use because this is what happens you get a, a login and Depending on what team you're in, like if you're working for Dateline, working for the Today Show, or you're working for my team, which is Pe- Peacock Productions, they give you ac- only access to those libraries that you're, you're cleared for, Does that make sense. But, like, if there's, like, a new library that comes up, they'll send an email, okay, there's this new library called, I don't know, Universal, and we're, we can use their, their music, so we've added it to your Frequency account. It's not uh, like I could just download music and be like, all right, I use this. Um, and unless you were the composer and we're giving you money and, you know, you're composing it for that show.
1: Oh, they hire, so they'll hire a composer. I mean, mm-hmm. much, like, that's like yeah. from a high, high level. Like, okay, we're going to get this for this, like, type, well, type no, thing. no,
2: not really. No, not really. Like, if you hired a composer to do, like, an open for us, for this crime show. And it oh. wasn't, like, somebody that was, like, here's up. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. I mean, I...
2: Yeah. No, we just were, like, okay, well, does anyone know? It's almost, like, it's still the whole thing, like, the word of mouth. Even with, like, graphics. Like, we need, we need another graphics person because graphics, like, we need someone to do this, and this graphics team can't do this, or they're busy, you know, and we always outsource outside.
1: Right.
2: If we can. And so that, what? Oh man, I lost Huh? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh my god, this,
1: this thing, I lost This thing, went real low. Uh, you
2: can hear that? No, I don't hear nothing. Oh. So
1: you know that? That being said, about like uh, with the the music library thing, or oh, I guess that that kind of. So it's like I like lost it. I don't.
2: You 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 can't hear me. Yeah, I can you, yeah, now I lost what you said. What? With the music library,
1: oh, what? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. With the music library, it's like when you have, like, it, it doesn't stop your workflow. So if you're editing, you don't have to worry about that because you're already logged in and it's like, okay, this sounds good. All these things are licensed and you can just grab whatever you need. That's what it sounds like.
2: Yeah, but there is still time to look for things. So, like, that's the thing. The editors that we get, you sometimes get the same type of editors. Oh, Editors, so they know they have like their favorites, right? So, cause you could create like a little folder um, and have all your favorites, in there and then kind of drag that folder from show to show. Or there's music services, for example. Um, we just did a documentary on uh, that Parkland shooting in Florida, um, the high yeah. school shooting. So we did oh, a documentary. Right. So, like, let's say the editors are like, "Listen, we're doing a doc. Can you, can you help me find this type of?" Um, John Mayer's music, music services will go short when you need to buy, boom, and they'll do the search for you, and then they'll create their own little folder and drop it into your, into your folder in that frequency account, which is kind of cool the way it works. But yeah, it's ba- basically the music is there and it's already like assembled. Uh,
1: okay, what's the name? And then so. And this is everything at MTV. Are you doing the same thing at NBC? This no, you're you're exactly managing the you
2: show- Huh? Well, the music that I'm telling you now is is at NBC, and it also oh yeah, because it's daytime. Yeah, or like, cause so I work for Peacock, so I work under the NBC News Group, which is a it's called Peacock Productions, and it's like a production company really for NBC that we do. We outsource to like other networks, so we do work for like Oxygen, um, Investigation Discovery, the Travel um, Network, A um, and E, Real, History Channel. So okay. we do a bunch. So we do a bunch of uh, different shows for different networks. So it's kind of cool because we're not just NBC and then We do MSNBC, you know. So but we do do a lot of crime shows though. <laughs> And that's kind of like what we focus on, like true crime box theory
1: type of stuff. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's kind of like even if you decided to go Apache Digital all the way, couldn't you, like, um, just because that you're inside of the system and everything, like if you decided to, like, okay, I'm not going to work for anybody anymore, I'm just going to, you know, I got my staff and everything, couldn't you, you could probably do a business to business type, uh, thing, right? Because your relationship is already there. Yeah, you, you, I mean, have you thought about that? Like that's something you could probably work directly with NBC,
2: right? Um, I could, but I would have to obviously be more established. You know, what I, mean, okay. I would have to wait at least six months after in order for me to work with them again. Because it's like that's a whole them. contractual thing. Yeah, exactly. But yes, absolutely, yeah.
1: But what do you mean more established? Just oh, you you got to you got to get something else. Like, you got I mean, you got to, to produce to say, something.
2: Yeah, well, I could say, listen, I have an idea. You guys are gonna budget it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then the thing, the thing that gets tricky about that is that then, then they own those rights. They own. Yeah, okay. And that's the thing. So I don't wanna. Know, I don't wanna really wanna do all that. Because then they won't really give you credit. They'll be like, okay, we could give you like producer, executive producer, but they all still own. But the isn't
1: idea. it? Is it? Isn't it? Uh... I mean, it almost seems like okay, you're like, Well, I have a passion digital I'm sitting on it, I'm trying to figure it out and it might take a while versus yeah. just like, you know what, let me let me okay, I see a need here and they'll probably eat this up, they'll probably budget it and I'll just get my company being there and it'll be something like of course not your passion project, like the one about your aunt. Like that's yeah. what, you know, you wouldn't give away something like that, but there's something you, you know, just a heroin epidemic in the United States in general or something that they could use that you can – and then you'll get your production Absolutely. Credit.
2: Yep. Like, for example, we did, like, an intervention, right? We did a, a a little doc series on intervention. You know that show, right, that it's on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Germany. Yep. So we did one a couple of years ago. I could say, hey, can bring this back. What do you think about – you know, I have this story – um and they could be like all right you know what that sounds good let's try it and then I would definitely get credit for it but it would be like I don't really know exactly like legally how it works but I know that they would somehow be the owner or have the rights to that idea
1: yeah I know what you're talking about because most of the time yeah. you sign off on that uh, yeah when you do that but you yeah. uh, and it's it's, it's, I don't know, in a sense it's, it's like fine, if you said you did it for them before, and then they're able to, you know, go pay your company, Apache Digital, and then you're mm-hmm. able to staff right out the gate, and then it's like, in the credits, it's like, okay, Apache Digital is credited for, a boom, 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 you're on the mat, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying, you're, you're on the mat, yeah. and yeah, it, it's like, okay, you're on the map as far as bigger companies paying attention to you, but also anything that's little around the ways to keep you moving and, and keep money coming into the company. I bet you people will mess with it because that's part of your, you know, it's part of your credentials.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And I really haven't thought about that, but it's something that I would definitely do. It's a definitely benefited me. Of course, I would. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. So
1: what what is stopping you from with the with the 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 documentary with your your aunt? I mean, you got a camera, right? You got all the skills. Isn't it just a matter of just picking up the camera and getting busy?
2: Yeah, so it's about time and money and that's really what's stopping me. Time and money. I have to obviously take time in order for me to go because she's you not know, she lives in Florida. So oh. I would have to take time to go out there start filming, start, like, building the story. Like, I already created an outline, and I have an idea of what I want to do. I, what I was going to start to do is just kind of start interviewing her over the phone, mm-hmm. and then just kind of start building from there because she's been in and out of rehab lately. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that have happened that I feel like, damn, this would have been awesome if I would have been there, or this would have been great because if I would have gotten footage or whatever, but I miss those opportunities, but there's still going to be other opportunities. So... Well, I don't think you
1: should I, wait. I don't think you Yeah, I don't you think wait. I
2: should wait either. And and that's all that I could really think about. Like, I'm like, my God, like I'm sitting at work and I'm like, oh, the same thing over and over again. It's like, you know, and I'm like, damn, I really want to do this. This is really what I want. Like, it's been calling me for like the last, I would say like four to five months.
1: Mm-hmm. So I have
2: to really... Kind of tune into like what I'm feeling because it's obviously for a reason so I really want to like start to start doing that like I just and, need to I do need to set up a freaking uh, plan
1: yeah and, and I mean I think you just need to record just like right right from the gate because mm-hmm. you know with this what you're talking about there's a sense of urgency like there's an heroin epidemic right now yo yo big red I mean he was you when I was telling you like how uh, Eric came to film. Uh, mm-hmm. when he filmed. He filmed my cousin, Stylist. You met Stylus and Big Red. Big Red was like my hype man on stage for. I mm-hmm. mean, from 2008, to, and he died over heroin. He left kids behind. He was only 28. You know what I'm saying? Oh and God. he was in and in and yeah. out of rehab. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, and and you're he, you know, considered you know 28 is considered young. But then when you know you start doing the research, cause his his dad ended up being a a speaker about this. Like he went and took action right away. To, you know, because their son has passed from that. And then you start finding out that these kids are younger, younger, and younger doing it. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, you got this idea to do something. You have something in front of you. I like, yo, I like, there's a real need for it, too. So that's another reason why I feel like, yo, it's like, yo, get that information out there. People need to see that. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like my friend
2: told me she's opened up her own business too, and it's doing hair, right? And she's like, listen you just have to do it now, like, you just, it's now or never, like, basically, it's now, like, if you don't, like, just, it's just, you're never gonna do it, and I'm like, yeah, that's so true, that's so true, so I just have to just do it, like, you're right, I'ma just start, like, hey, (laughs) let me start just recording my aunt's conversations on the phone, because I I talked to her. And they're, like, bugged-out conversations. Like, the other day, she was going to say that she was drunk. And, like, she's talking to me, and, like, she's just telling me. It would have just been so... It was so good. It was so emotional. It was so real. It was so, like, impactful. It was so, like, damn. Like, And I know that there's going to be other conversations like that, but it just needs to... Like you said, I just need to start it now because... The time is now,
1: really. and she, and she knows And she knows that you want to record her? She's cool
2: with it? I told, yeah. And I told her. I told her kids that. And they were like, you need to Let's do, do it. She, and then I, I told my mom. And she, my mom was the one who said, trust me, you know what? If you can't go to Florida right now, just start recording our conversations on the phone. And I was and like, yeah, hey, on, that's a good idea.
1: Look, fam, I, I'm talking to you. We're, we're, that's exactly what we're doing. I'm using the app on my phone call. Take, take, take Call Pro. You know what I'm saying? And what is it called? Tape, tape Call Pro. Okay.
2: Um,
1: but there's mad other apps. There's mad other apps to do it. But and you can edit it,
2: right? Like, you can edit it. Yeah, I, I,
1: I always I always send it to Pro Tools. I always send it to Pro Tools. Because, look, it's on the phone. Oh, okay. So, so sometimes, you know, I'm not getting my studio quality from being in the microphone. So, like, I try to make it a little bit pleasurable. Because, you know, with these headsets on, it sounds kind of, you know how the the audio sounds. yeah. Sounds yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do. I always do some some kind of post production to get it as as best as I can get it. So at least that okay. you can it's audible. But there is no reason to wait. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like no, yo, you can right. just hit you can just hit record. I mean, there's a, another app you could you could turn it into a podcast today because you can download an app called Anchor. That's how I got started with this thing, and it was mm-hmm. uh, Anchor FM. And then it's like oh man, as soon as you hit record, you can publish it just like that. You know what I'm saying? So.
2: Exactly, and that's how I want it. I want it to be raw, like I want it to be like no. I don't. I don't even tell you. Like I'll tell you off. Off the <laughs> record, but I. I want it to be like really raw, cause I don't want anyone to take my idea, but like so as real as it can be. You know what I mean? So of course it's right. gonna be editing it, and there's gonna be like audio mixes and stuff. But <clears throat> I just want it to be real.
1: I mean, it's still a. Di- you know, it's it's it, uh. It's to me, it's like kind of uh doing the audio part and doing it. It's kind of the entry, the the entry level into your whole document, uh, documentary, uh, thing that you want to do and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's it can still be raw and be edited. There's nothing wrong with that. Raw is, that's absolutely. yeah, them, it's not script, it's a, it's raw motion right. being recorded. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you, and you want yeah, it
2: to sound good,
1: obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point, right? Especially if you're gonna have a production company, a media mm-hmm. company, it's in your best interest to, you know, how are people right. gonna want to give you money if you can't, you know, you, uh, people are gonna right. understand a phone recording, but you know, you underlie with some music, put some thing on there, boom, boom, make it sound interesting, and it, you know exactly. you know what to do. You do it for a living, yeah, you know no, what to
2: absolutely. do. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like, and then I have like the people there that like I already made connections with that can actually help me, I would pay them, but I wouldn't even have to pay them that much, you know what I mean? Like. I, it would be like, hey, can you, want to go father, this is how much I could give you, are you cool with that, you know? And, like, people, I feel like they'll do it, you know, just because on the strength of, yeah, like, I want to see shine, and also because of the relationship that you build with people and, and the connections, you know? So, mm-hmm. that's thing. So, I'm like, I have all the tools there in front of me, I just have to start doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think this I'm fighting. What, you know, yeah, and I'm the I'm the wrong I'm the wrong person to share ideal with. Cause I'll be like, yo, I'll be like I'll push your ass out there, like go, oh, you better go out. And do some <laughs>
2: that. That's, That's what, what I, I need. Because <laughs> yeah. yes, my girls yeah. ain't doing that. Like they're like, oh, you know, yeah, you could do it, but you know, they're like thinking about their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like I need, yeah, like I just need to really focus. That's what I want. And then the thing is that I feel like I'm all over the place too. Like right now, I'm trying to like buy a house. That's, like, another job, and it's fucking... Oh, my God. It's so stressful. I don't know. Did you guys buy this home that you're in, or... or you know, no, okay. we're renting
1: right now. We're we're renting right now.
2: But you, you, well, you own a home, so you know what it's like to be trying to look for a home. And
1: ugh. Well, I'm going to tell you... All right, so since you brought that up, so let me tell you. I know now I'm not in a rush to buy a home because of my ambition for what I'm trying to do. Like, having a home yeah. really... It re- I had... You know that was a big bill. That's an investment that you know, it's mm-hmm. like you got to think about that shit wisely because they can put a stunt in everything. You know what right. I'm saying? So yeah, even if you go to the example of okay, well I'm gonna get rental property and or I'm gonna get a duplex, I'm gonna do it like you still have to be a landlord, which is gonna take time away from whatever else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like right now we're in such a good space because. We don't have the issue of having a mortgage, having other things. So we're able to grow these businesses of ours to keep going. So you got to kind of, right. like, you, you know, if you're trying to grow a business, it might not be the right time to buy a house. Not to say that you don't keep your eye out and keep your credit together and stack paper. So when the time right. comes, but there's no rush in doing that. That should be, I mean, you'll fuck around and buy a house. Yo, a house is easy to get into, it's very hard to get out. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know what true. I'm saying?
1: So so you'll that fuck around and buy it and we'll, yeah you'll buy it and then you know you'll be like okay well i had to kind of settle for what i for this i didn't get everything i wanted and then you're trying to do something and then this should shit, have shit fallen apart because well my budget was only this for the house i i needed to buy a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house but i only bought a three hundred thousand dollars house and now i gotta fix this i gotta fix that but i'm trying to mm-hmm. grow my business you right. know it's, and uh, that's
2: exactly what's been on my mind and it's been really stressing me out <laughs> Uh, That's exactly what's been on my mind. It's like, yo, am I going to be able to do this? Is this the right position? Like, I don't know. Can I do this? Can I handle this? Like, are we going to be all right? Like, you know, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Well, I can tell
1: you, I can tell you this. When I decided that I wasn't going to work for anybody anymore, like I was tired of, okay, I had notoriety mm -hmm. doing music, but I could not pay the bills. And I was like, I was determined to figure it out. The one Mm -hmm. thing I did is I eliminated every. I was like, what do I, what, what brought me here? You know what I'm saying? What do I love to do the most? And I knew what Mm -hmm. it was. It was the music. So all I did was drop everything else. I eliminated everything else, and then I put the sole purpose focus into that, and it, 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 and it, and it turned into a business. And then it allowed me to go back, and then it's like, all right, now what else can I handle on top? If anything affects this. Then it's no good for me. If it's an add-on and it brings more value to this core point that I love to do, then then I'm gonna I'm keep it in, in my life. So what you'll probably have to do if your head is all over the place and everybody, a, a lot of people have a lot of ideals and they have a they have so many ideals it makes them like almost paralyzed where they can't move. They don't know where, which way to go. So I know how you feel. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But if you can like yo pick your core thing that you love the most and like this is the one that I'm going. This, you know, uh, if it's Apache Digital, then it's Apache Digital. Then it's like, I'm going all in right here. This is my house right here. It is yeah. your house.
2: Yeah, you that's so saying? true. And if that you're going
1: to, so you know true. what I'm saying? And, and if you put that shit, if you do it the right way, if you put a dollar into the machine, you should be getting $2 back. And then if you mm-hmm. put that, you know, and at some point, that dollar becomes $10 and it just, it just keeps going. So it's like, you know, if I was like looking out at it, where well, I am looking at it from the outside. And I say, I got all these things I want to do, and I want to buy a house, I do Like, okay, is my business established? No? Okay, well, then let me focus on that thing because everything else I'm will spawn from there.
2: You know no, what absolutely. So, and it's been, like, driving me. So it's like I have, like, it's been constantly on my mind that I can't even stop thinking about it. But I'm like, I have to figure it out. Like, it's just corning me. Like, I have to figure it out. Because like you said, like, it's just tough to, like, I could. I wish I could. Like, I'm gonna take three months off at work, and now I'm gonna, I'm gonna just focus on shooting three months right now with my art to so, like go all in. But in reality, I don't have that. <laughs> Can't do that. I'm like, you know with the kids? You know it's hard.
1: But I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying to drop. I'm not saying to drop your responsibilities. Right? You, no, you're trying, trying to not. make a. You're, yeah, you're you're trying to to shift gears, right? You're like, you're working, you have to pay the bills. It's like, how do I go and do my business so I can, you know, pay the bills or whatever like that? And it's like, you know, instead of being paralyzed, like, oh, my God, this is such a huge undertaking. It's like, what can I do today? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what can I do Mm -hmm. right now today? When I was still Mm -hmm. working a job, there was little things, even at the job, even wasn't supposed to be doing, whatever the case may be, I was still doing the little pieces that I needed Mm -hmm. to do. To elevate my business, there's always something you could
2: do that doesn't cost you a thing. There's yeah, and I do, do that. I do, do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, You have to because, like, obviously, like, or I'll even if, like, even at home, watching other documentaries to see like the cinematography of it, to see like you know just the content, the story, the way they, you know, the way the characters flow together, like anything. Then to get ideas, researching, you know, trying to find, figure out funding. Cause that's awesome. But, but look at,
1: but look at, no, but see, and that's the thing. And even this, even, even with the, the money part, because that mm-hmm. will be another thing that most people will be like, oh, my ideal so big. I need X amount of money or if mm-hmm. I can't do it. And it's like, no, there's something that you can offer right now to build on your business right now. And, it, and you can start making the money now to get your funds. You know, you might be using Apache Digital just, and you don't have no staff just to do outside jobs. There's other people that want documentaries. Yo, a lot of people feel self-important. A lot right. of people feel important. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put out that Apache Digital is doing documentaries, there there will be – you have some patrons. You might – you you have somebody who's like, oh, here's $50 or here's $100, but you're taking – you know what I'm saying? You're taking – you're building it up. You're building it up. Right. You still got your – you know what I'm saying? You, you don't have your – your uh your big account. You're not messing with your passion project yet, but you're building up the company because you're working and you're starting to bring funding in, and you're mm-hmm. you're honing your your documentary, your story, your storytelling skills too. So it's like you could do that today. I, I know mm-hmm. your ass got a camera, and I know you got mm-hmm. editing software, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I
2: Come thought on, I'm bam. shooting this weekend with those girls, but it's not really documentary style, but it's something. Under the pocket control. so then you know, start it's my first thing. So I'm just starting slow, obviously, you know. And it's, it's for girls that I went to high school with. That's cool. They have like this cool little brand going on that I'm, I, I believe in them. And I'm like, you know what? This is this, this looks like you can go somewhere. So I'm gonna shoot. Like they just want to do like they really just want to do like a social media video, but mm-hmm. and that's gonna be like one to two, like literally a minute because. That's how much time I think Instagram gives you, like I think yeah. it's like 15 yep. seconds or whatever, and that's fine. And I'm I'm all for that shooting, uh, editing. That, like we're gonna shoot it and then we're gonna edit it to the one minute and it's gonna tell the little story in that one minute time. And I'm I'm good with that. And I've done that's that before right. and I feel confident. So you know, when you get paid.
1: Just, hold on, but is somebody paying you though?
2: To do right, that? she is, but she's not giving me as much money. But you know, they're giving me something.
1: So, you know what? There's a, there's a there's a market there's a market for that and then, you know it's so funny that you're saying that, because uh-huh. I just literally called I called Swing up and Swing started he started by doing free videos for people he did one of my first videos and then he ended up doing music videos now he's into wedding uh things now and he's, yeah. he did the whole business off this thing him and Shoddy, they they kill they're killing it they're killing it right now but the thing like is, the is I just believe yeah with the wedding stuff with all kinds of they do corporate they do all kind of stuff now and nice. I I can't believe that they started just by picking up the camera. And doing what they were, you know, offering free videos, and I thought that was, I, I thought it was so excellent. Um, but I, I say that to say, I, re- I just recently talked to Swing, maybe a week or two ago, and I asked him, I was like, yo, I want to do these social media videos because it's, you know, it's important to me to have good visuals on social media, the minute thing. And then he's telling me the price, and I'm like, you know, so I know that there's a market. If I feel like this, absolutely, I know there's, people, there's a market for that. You could blow up Pachy Digital out the water just off of offering social media things, something easy for you, to, little minute clips, and just so in the New York City my area alone.
2: Plan, yeah, that's that huh? what I was gonna start. That's what I was gonna start doing first, because yeah. I already told my girl, because my girl works for Buzzfeed, and I said, listen, if you need extra editors, you know, freelancers, let me know, and I'll do any of your social media content, because that's really what I'm trying to do right now to make extra cash. Like mm-hmm. okay, I got you. So
1: that's what I'm trying to do now. So hopefully okay. this will work out, and then I start getting more like hits. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean shit. I, shit, I, you know, you could put that shit out all over the man. Shit, I might even just hire you to do some shit for me too, because you it's could.
2: like,
1: yeah, I'm telling you, you know, I'm, I'm telling you. I would just be it, it, like. I was just talking about these things to get a consistent stream of, of that type of thing for social media, those minute clips. So I know, I mean, shit, you don't have to wait on your people at Busy. like, there's so many businesses around, you know, every business is jumping on social media. Like, I think that you have something here, you know, you, you have something, like even in right, you still in Fort Lee, right?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Like even there alone, just the businesses, the bigger business, like, yo, you're, are you on social media? Yeah. Hey, you. You got uh, who's doing your content? You know this because so, so everybody thinks that they can do it. You know what I'm saying? They think because yeah. they got their phone, they got this. Like, yo, know, there's people that own pizza places, different places. You know, small businesses, and they swear that they know what they're doing, and they don't. You they know don't. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, you, like you, you have all the like, yo, know, I came from this background, blah blah blah. Form, I set up this company, and yo, know, here first one's on me, and then blah, or whatever. You could, yo, know, man, you, right. could, you could probably blow this whole shit out the water within the next 365 days. That is true. <laughs> and I had <laughs> I
2: that guess. and I had that idea because I did that for um my best friend Elizabeth. Um she was working at this place called Blow Bar and they had like this whole little grand opening, right? So Eric and I, of course, because he's a shooter, I was like, Eric, yeah, right, come help me out with this And we did, we did a good job. She paid us like two hundred dollars, which is fine. It took us like nice. we, it was like it was, like, really easy. It wasn't, like, a full day of shoot. We were also having fun at the same time. And it took me two days to three days to edit it. So it wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm editing, you know, a bunch of stuff for, like, Mad Bong. So, you know, just that paid. And Eric was like, yo, we should take these little videos. And he was like, I'll go to store to store to store and be like, listen, this is what we're offering. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, let's do that. But then, like, he got a new job at CNBC, and, like, we never really, like, followed through with that.
1: Yeah, but, but you know what? I mean, this this one... is the... Oh,
2: this Yeah, no, maybe this time around, maybe he'll be like, all right, let's do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the only thing, and this is the thing, because I've tried this, too, with partners, and sometimes somebody, like you said, you went and got a job. Sometimes it's better for you to move on your own first to get the whole thing going on, so that you mm-hmm. can kind of your turn. Because it's very hard a lot of times to rely on somebody and then, or, you know, you're like, yo, we're gonna do this and the excitement's always there and then six months down the line or even six years down the line, the person's like, yo, I'm done. And I'm like, yo, what are you doing? You're like, yo, you you know? So it's like, if you have the camera and you have the thing, I know you say he's the shooter, like, but it does say Apache Digital. It doesn't say Eric and you know what I'm saying? It's like, so it kind of rests on your, yeah, it kind of rests on your shoulders to get your shit running. You know what I'm saying? It's, It's on you to get your thing running. Now, if you guys come together and do something, that's also great, too. But it's really up to you to get your thing running. So it really kind of sounds like grab that camera, you know what I'm saying? You grab the camera and get busy, you know what I'm saying? Why not?
2: No, that's so true. That is so true. I'm glad I'm talking to you because you're literally just pushing me to do exactly what I need to do. Cause sometimes I just be sitting like, damn, I'm not really doing anything what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. Like, you know, I need to be doing more and more and more and more. It's like I'm always, like, trying to do more. And then it's kind of frustrating because then I kind of start feeling like down, but then I'm like, I'm doing good, you know? <laughs> I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but like, it's like a struggle, you know? I
1: I know. But, I, 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 know I know how you feel. I know. You know? Um, And I, I think, like, by just pinpointing what you want to do and just fucking do it I, you know I had a mentor uh, Steve Rennie and he used to be the manager for Incubus and um, he told me he said so what is it that you want to do and I because he's like you, you got a good head on your shoulders you sound like you could be a manager I was like I do not want to be a fucking manager I want to make music." <laughs> and he said and he was like yo you need to be focused on making music he said Juni why the hell are you doing all these other different things then if you want to make music you need to be focused on making the music undeniable And ever Mm -hmm. since I did that, that's when when I did that, everything changed. I didn't worry about all the other stuff that I used to worry about. I didn't worry, you know what I'm saying, all the little small stuff that make me feel like, oh, no progress is being made. I mean, one of my things that I work on every day, and I'm not a piano player, but I work on playing the piano. Why? Because it gets my creative juices going to write songs, because writing songs and recording is what I do. All the other stuff is just extra stuff. So if you pinpoint the stuff that makes you happy, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, like, think about it. We're still going to go through emotions. We're still going to get angry. We're still going to be depressed. We're still going to, you know, you get, come out of it. You're still going to be happy. You're going to be sad. All these things are going to happen. But there's there's something that you always – I feel like everybody has that some that one thing that they gravitate towards. Like, some people, they get frustrated, and they're like, yo, I'm going to lift weights. Some people say, hey, I, I'm going to pick up the basketball. Some people go to the gun rings. Some people go boxing. Everybody, some people go fishing. You know what I'm saying? For me, mm-hmm. it was always making music. For you, whatever your thing is, you know what I'm saying? If if editing is your thing, or whatever
2: your thing yeah, is, yeah, I have I to be creative. If I'm not creative, like in a way, like especially editing is when I, I'm not like I feel like I'm not doing anything, or like it just it's it just makes me feel calm. Complete. You know? Makes, <laughs> yes, exactly. It does. Like I went like I and I'll do things like I'll never post them, but I do them on my own. Like I. Did, like a little thing for my friend's birthday. I did something for like I'm working right now on this my Amsterdam trip that I went to. Like, you know, and it's just me being creative because I feel like I need I need the outlet. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I need the outlet. I need mean,
1: it. Yeah. I mean Yeah, I I I I won't hold it too much more, but I'm gonna tell you like okay. this. I like um, your time and I, I say this all the time is like your time is priceless. So it's yeah. like you know, when we go, people go into work and, you know, you, you trade off your priceless of time for say, Hey, I'll do your work for you and build up your shit for however much you're going to pay me. I don't care if they're going to pay me a hundred thousand a year, fifty thousand a year, a million dollars a year. I'm still working on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, since your time is, you're like a million dollars to work on somebody else's thing. It doesn't still justify your time. Yes, you can get fancy stuff. You can do a vacation. You can buy cars. You can buy all that shit, but right. your time is priceless. And if you, like, if you know, once you, you put that in your mind that your time is fucking priceless, it's like, what do you really value then? What do you value? I value time with my kids. I value time getting into my own creative zone. I value my me time where I fucking take a nap because it makes mm-hmm. me a better person. Then, then you, you like, yeah, you, you lose, start to lose that stress because the money is going to be the money. The money is going to come. Right. You, yeah. I'm you sure. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the money is like, yo, that shit is like, poof, it really is there. And it's especially Mm -hmm. when you get out of the working for somebody mindset and you get on to the other mindset of I'm building a business. Because then you start realizing it's like, yo, not only is my time priceless, my value. Yo, your value is through the roof because you start always like learning and adding new skill sets and you can always increase your thing. It's not about working more hours and getting overtime. It's about setting your price higher. Because you have more value to offer. It was like in the beginning of our conversation when you said, hey, if somebody wanted to come and enter or somebody say, hey, I want to get a job. It's like, well, they have to bring something to the table. And what you bring mm-hmm. to the table, it dictates how much you can make.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it's also fulfilling at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, And that, for me, is also important. Like yeah. Working on content that is fulfilling. Like, your music is yours. You're doing something that you're feeling. It's your passion. It's your Emotion, you know, like for me, that's so important to work on something that is fulfilling man, so, do you that know, shit, it, man. i'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it man I'm gonna do it <laughs> well, you
1: know what even kidding, even if you said if you stopped everything today and you say, hey, I'm gonna be a full time mom or whatever like that like i said i I wanted to do this this with you on um mm-hmm. because I like you know what I get, got to witness over the last 20 years was, was something very powerful. And it's like, I, and I may have never said that to you personally, but like, I got mm-hmm. to watch your, you know, your career and how you move over like the last 20 years, like from afar. And it's like, it's inspiring, man. And you might not even see it Thank like that. Yeah, but it, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it is, it, it really is. So it's like, if I feel like that, you know, maybe, you know, because your daughter's younger, she might not see it right away, but at some point, she'll see it. And then, uh, like, you, you don't know who else is looking at you. You know what I'm saying? You don't know who else is looking at you that hasn't said something like that. So that's another reason to keep going, man. But, like, I can tell you from my end, it's like, yo, like, yo, I know that person. I got to see that. You know what I'm saying? So, that shit is dope, man.
2: Thank you, Uni. And I am know that I've always been your <laughs> fan of life, yo. So, I'm there. <laughs> Always when it comes to that. <laughs> I, I appreciate And I see you grow too, though. So it's, yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been dope, man. It's been dope. Yeah,
1: I, I guess there's something to say about being hard headed and not stopping.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have him, which is great. And I really, um, honestly, that that kind of just is also inspiring and motivational. Like, damn, he just keeps going. He's like, like he's really just, you've always been like that, though. Oh,
1: yeah. hey. Right. We only coming around this mug one time. I, well, as far as I know, ain't, <laughs> nobody, ain't nobody left and came back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? It, 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 look, if you put it in perspective, if somebody lives to be 100 years old, 100 years is a very short time compared to the span of humans. So if you if you get a chance to live 100 years, you know, good luck. But if not, you're on a race against the clock to do something great every day. Yep. I mean,
2: that you know, is true. some
1: people, yeah, some mugs is coasting, and that's cool, too. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing wrong with that for the people. But, like, if you're trying to do something great, I don't think that you're supposed to wait. I think you're supposed to do it, like, right now.
2: Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to, like, remind myself. Motivate yeah. myself and just remind myself, like, yo, this is it. Like, this is, this is it. Like, it's right now. Just get up and just do it. That's it. There is no... And it's trying to figure, And just figure it out on the way. Like, you're going to be yep. bumped on the road, but you're going to just have to just keep going, you know?
1: Yep. Yep, you'll learn it as you go along. Yep, you'll learn it as you go along. And the thing about it Mm -hmm. is that none of it, none of it gets easier. I talk to people that have been in business for the last 20 years, and none of it gets easier. You just learn how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? So the sooner that you put yourself in that position, you're already going to start learning. You're going to make your mistakes, like you said, but you're going to grow from it. And as long as you stick it out, you know what I'm saying? Like you're but, you're just going to learn how you're just going to be stronger in the what you're doing. It ain't going to get mm-hmm. no easier. You're going to get the same. Sometimes you're going to get shitheads. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get people that try to screw you over money. Sometimes you're going to get this, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. None of that stuff goes away. And I talked to a exactly. your, uh my friend that's a barber. He goes through the same thing. You talk to like you everybody goes through the same thing. So the whole point is you get started, get on your get on your hustle and, and just do it. You know what I'm saying? So That's so hard. Yes. That's it. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for taking the time oh, out to, cool. to speak to me, as I said, and opening up about, you know saying, like uh, uh, about some things. And I'm hoping that somebody, you know, somewhere will get something out of it.
2: I hope so too, man.
0: So there you have it, another one in our Powerful Women series, man. Yo, if you're looking to sponsor the show, you can hit me at univsolmc at me.com. Or find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff is univsolmc. And remember, this is Life with Uni V Soul, where we have real conversations with real people. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and all the other, you know, whatever that is. You can find them on all the other sites. Or you can just come directly to me at podcast.univsoulmc.com. Again, if you're looking to sponsor, you can also call me at 646-494-5331. And we're just going to continue to give you the buttery goodness. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, we have more to the series. Remember, there's a whole nother month to the summer. So I got more treats coming up. And if you know somebody that loves podcasting, not just listening, but loves creating... Whether it comes to the graphics, editing the shows, playing the music, the background music. I'm looking to build a team, basically, is what I'm saying. Right now, I'm a one-man show. You know I got to do my voiceovers. I got to do my music. I got to do my songs. I got things to do, you know? But I love podcasting so much, and I want to get the information out there. So if you know somebody, send them my way. And coming up pretty soon, too, I'm trying to build a Patreon campaign for a fan-based media company. Look out for that, too. That's what this is all about. We're opening up the channels to be the voice of the voiceless. Or you might got a voice you're just trying to amplify. You understand what I'm saying? So until next time, stay fly. For the nonsense To make it perfectly obvious Yes, I'm here to get my pockets. I'm overload, heavyweight mode, don't care who's watching. Spinning my gold, kicking my flow, get them speakers knocking. Fight your way about that ghetto with limited options. Hit your hands up for this dough, modern day robbing. Hoodie hood, fella, got the groove, backs rocking. LA driver in the front seat, blow through your city, bopping. Liddy with the buzz homes, when your album dropping. I'll be sure to like everything you do, but I won't be capping. I'm development, you speak factory when you. Not poppin' respect to the brothers like you coop. Stayed on the locking. this the on the chimin', observing, getting nervous, asking for a handles in the dirt. You workin'. Couple of snaps, two hashtags. I told the world we deserve it. You keep on showing them how it's done. I'll be here frontin' lurkin'. Sometimes you just gotta be like Oh shit. And just roll up or in the air, man. Watch your moves regardless Keep doing what you do from traffic stay on the liking